Hello, hello. Hi. What's what's that? Hi. That's I'm, waiting, I I'm waiting for opening commentary. Oh, well, welcome. I am in a new, you all can't see me. I'm in a new location, recording location today. About 10 feet away Zach, from where he normally is. Um, I usually, well, lately I've been sitting at my work desk, which is opposite side of where I'm sitting. But I was like, why be uncomfortable sitting at my desk where I could be comfortable lounging on my couch? So that's where I am. I'm coming to y'all. Well, not live because you'll see to this tomorrow or after that. But anyway, just a quick update for y'all. So true. Well, are you ready for a bit of a duet of our own sorts? <laughs> yes. Of, a podcast is like a vocal duet. So <laughs> we're talking about season two, episode four duets. And mm -hmm. we're having our own little duet verbally, non-musically. Yes, that was that was okay. clever, honey. Okay, thank you. Wait, just before we begin, I need to point out I was reviewing my notes earlier today, and yes, as you can see, there's this large chunk of text right there near my middle finger. I'm like reading through it. I'm like, what the hell is that? It doesn't make any sense. I guess at some point last night when we were watching, I turned on voice to text, and it was just writing down whatever I heard you and I saying. <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh my god, not the guitar, right? Yes, it's a little ponytail to win to twin word. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, who they ate that? Ha 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 ha! Uh, what's up, a fan? Rachel's episode. Share the show. Show Sam shirtless a lot. Kurt. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lots of thoughts. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. Okay, that's also definitely going to be the soundbite I pull when I post to Instagram. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, let's get into the description. So first, we're opening with Will Schuster strolling into the Glee room, and he's telling the Glee kids that Puck has been sent to juvie. The synopsis does not say what he did, and I kind of forgot, and I didn't write it down. Did they say why? I, he, yes, he drove his mom's car into a convenience store and then drove away with the ATM machine. Oh, that's right. Damn. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, this is another way of saying that Mark Sailing couldn't film for some reason, and they had to come up with a convenient excuse. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess they they wanted to bring Sam in, but I feel like they could have done that any other way, yeah. any other narrative element. So whatever. But anyway, yes, because Puck is in juvie, Sam, remember we were just talking about recently how it's like, where is Sam? He was in the first episode, and like, when is he coming in? He's coming in. Um, Finn is excited that he's there and Will decides that the assignment for the week is that everyone's going to do duets. I don't remember his reasoning if he even had one, but he's like duets. That's the assignment. Let's go. And oh, the winners of the duets get a free dinner for two at breadsticks. Breadsticks. Yes. However. Oh, it's, I don't know if this was the reasoning why, they were doing duets, but I wrote this quote down because it was classic Will being on his BS where he's talking about Puck being in juvie. He's like, we can't look at this as a crisis. It's an opportunity. Like, what the <laughs> hell is that? Like, 
opportunity to bring Sam in, sure. Like like you said earlier, it's kind of like a dumb way to bring him into the to the fold. But I just didn't. I thought that was dumb what Will said. That's definitely something he would say, though. Yeah. 100%. Oh, hundred uh, percent. A couple notes from this this first scene: the way Quinn looks at Sam. Mm-hmm. Foreshadow. That's why it's even more wackadoo later when she gets all upset for no reason. It's like, girl, we know you are into him. Come on. Exactly. Uh, and then also um, someone asked, what's a duet? I don't remember who asked this, but Brittany responded and said very confidently, a blanket, which I thought was funny. <laughs> I wrote that down too. Uh, but anyway, let's move on. So Kurt sees Sam in the hallway. Kurt is convinced that he's going to make Sam his duet partner foreshadowing Kurt is very predatory in this episode and someone even calls him out for it we'll be getting to that yes but he very aggressively introduces himself to Sam and also like th- he thinks he's on team gay as he calls it uh and he even calls out his bleached hair because of his bleached hair yes um so he's convinced that he's on team gay because of it he asks Sam, well, he doesn't really ask Sam to be his duet partner. I mean, he asks him and then Sam makes this ignorant comment about how a duet, he thought a duet was between a guy and a girl, which is confusing because then he says something later on in the episode uh, when he's talking to Finn about Kurt being his duet yeah. partner and Finn has an issue. And then Sam is like, what, you're, I'm not allowed to sing with a gay dude. So it's like, make up your mind. Are exactly. you going to be ignorant or not? But anyway, uh, <laughs> Kurt is just, just basically like, Oh, okay. So you'll do it. Okay, cool. Bye. Talk to you later without even waiting for an answer. That's a taste of what Kurt is going to be doing this episode. Yup. Shoving his agenda down someone's throat. That sounded sexual, but you know what I meant. Also, why does Kurt have a tail attached to his waist? (laughs) Why does Kurt wear half the clothes that Kurt wears? (laughs) Let's be honest. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So next we see Brittany and Santana hooking up. And Brittany asks Santana to be her duet partner. And Santana says no, because she really wants to win the dinner. And she's trying to be strategic about who she's picking for her duet partner. Um, But I don't know. I don't know if we could call the suite. It was just nice to see them together because as we know, what happens later on in the series. And, and also Brittany was sad when Santana said, no, she looks very hurt by this. Yeah, because the song that Brittany suggested they sing and their duet was Come to My Window, which I don't think that's a duet by Melissa Etheridge. But anyway, I, I guess Brittany doesn't know what a, what, a, what a duet is. But isn't that song like about like a secret relationship? And like Melissa yes. Etheridge is, is definitely like a lesbian. So I thought Parallel. that was like a cute little yeah suggestion from Brittany. And Santana kind of shot her down. So of course she was hurting. She she did, but I'm okay with it because of the duet we got oh, yeah. as a result. 100%. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the next scene, we see Santana approaching Mercedes to hash out this proposal. And Mercedes, she makes a comment about, like, I thought you we hated each other. I never really got those vibes explicitly, so I don't know where that was coming from, but sure, whatever. But then eventually Mercedes is like, I guess our voices do kind of go together, so, like, let's do it. Um mm-hmm. Anything further to say? Mm, nope. I think we're, we're we're chugging along. Okay. So next, Finn. oh, I, I, well, I guess just sorry, sorry. <laughs> reviewing my notes. I I do just love how much Santana loves breadsticks, and like that is the main driver for her. Like you said, like wanting to sing with Mercedes because they know they'll win. But just the way 
she talks about it like breadsticks is mercedes sorry is santana's heaven and i love that for her she loves i feel like everyone loves breadsticks but santana she will fight for breadsticks yes 100 percent. because days be going to breadsticks we'll get to that <laughs> um, we'll get to that Anyway, so we're in the cafeteria and Finn is in the line with Kurt and he's trying to convince Kurt not to ask Sam to be his duet partner because he's reminding mm-hmm. him of how aggressive Kurt was with Finn himself uh, mm-hmm. last year. And he thinks that if Sam is Kurt's partner, he'll get a lot of teasing and then he won't want to be in Glee. Also, sorry, this is another instance of a shittily written IMDb synopsis. Oh, I need to no. read this line. It's so funny. He thinks if <laughs> Sam is Kurt's partner, he'll get so much teasing from other student. He'll have to quit. Glee. <laughs> also, when it, I think I they, like, what? I was going to say, I feel like they were doing so well up until like, maybe last episode, and then it just kind of went downhill. But it's funny, though. They also said, mm-hmm. I skipped over this, but they said making up instead of making out when it came to Brittany and Santana. So, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, I love that Finn called Kurt out because his behavior, as we talked about last season, truly was annoying and kind of ruined the positive representation that Kurt could have been because, Mm -hmm. yes, like Kurt was pretty much the only out gay character on TV at the time I was watching this. But at the same time, like when he's acting on predatory, it's not setting the best example for our community and yeah. brings out the worst parts of our community in this in this representation. And so, in a sense, I'm glad that he got called on it. Yes. Yeah, I, like he needed it. He needed to be put into his place. And I, again, it was interesting that it was Finn that was doing that, given what Finn said to him last season. But I guess people can change and learn and grow. So I'll, I guess I'll give Finn, I Finn that, those props. <laughs> yeah. Finn does do some growing this season in terms of like his embrace of his homosexual friends and family good for him we'll see more of that later but anyway we get our first performance of the episode which is rachel and finn uh practicing elton john's don't go breaking my heart what do you think about this it was cute it was boppy i thought that they sounded cute and they had the little dance moves so I wasn't mad at it. It was it was good. It was like fine. You know, this is we've brought this up before. This is just a textbook, like bland but well performed glee room performance with nothing yeah. special. That's what this was. And it's like I will not remember it because of that reason. I did love because Finn starts off the number playing the drums. And I said to you, I was like, who's the guy standing by Finn with his arms crossed? And it was their the replacement drummer. He <laughs> yes. was very happy when Finn finally got up to sing and he was able to sit down and, and play his drums. Yes, he was. Uh, so after they're done performing, Rachel is saying that like they're going to win the competition probably because they're both so talented. And then she gets randomly <laughs> sad and she's like bemoaning herself saying, oh, I'm so selfish. And she's like, we need to throw the competition so that we can let Sam win so that Sam feels empowered to be a part of Glee Club and then we can win nationals. And and then Finn was like, you're kind of still being selfish because you want to win nationals. Exactly. Uh, which, yes. Uh, but this was just kind of a very strange through line, this motivation. Like everyone wanting like so desperately to keep Sam in the Glee Club. It's like, 
do you not, no one's actually talked to this man about like how passionate you are about wanting to be in Glee. It's like, it seems like he came there of his own accord and everyone just mm-hmm. thinks that like at the drop of a hat, he's going to leave Glee Club. Yeah. <laughs> and like the only person that heard him sing was Finn in the shower. Yes, so, exactly. Like, they're all just assuming that he's like some star talent that they like desperately need in the club. It was just, yeah, it was really odd. It's very strange. But that's their mission for this episode, I suppose. And it does give us a very funny moment later, which we'll be getting to. (laughs) Uh, So moving on, we have this scene with Mike and Tina. And Mike isn't sure that he wants to sing with Tina because he's not a singer. He's a dancer. And we're going to put dancer in quotation marks because we're not (laughs) sure if that's true, do we? Yeah. um, And Tina's complaining that all all they ever do is eat dim sum with Mike's mom. She's like really mad about this for some reason. I think it's because she's very passionate about going to breadsticks because, of course, everybody loves breadsticks. Uh, Also, I'm upset because this IMDb synopsis, every time they say breadsticks, they spell it like sticks is supposed to be spelled. And I'm pretty sure it's spelled with an X in the show. Um, But anyway, Tina really wants to go to breadsticks because she's tired of dim sum and she wants to have a salad, not a salad with like chicken feet in it. She wants a normal salad. Uh, and it's then, not a chicken feet salad. Oh my god! <laughs> and then Mike says they should go to Asian couples therapy. And Tina's like, "Why does it have to be Asian couple?" Like it seems like Tina's like, "I need to erase this Asian heritage out of my life." That's like, <laughs> well, I forget is as. Tina. Like, I guess she's like a rebel, but I don't know. I feel like it was just it was it felt forced. It was a lot. I was like, I don't think you all should be together, but whatever. <laughs> Already is typing. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Um, so randomly in the hallway next, Brittany approaches Artie and she tells him that she's really into him and she wants to, quote, get him in a stroller. <laughs> uh, and she's basically like, be my duet partner. And you could tell people that we're dating. I love Brittany's vengeful duet partner selection. I think it's funny. Uh, I can't explain it. She does take Artie's virginity. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. We'll get to that, but yeah. So that's hey, Brittany's earlier on in the show last season. She's like she can get any guy she or she slept with almost every guy in the school. So Artie is definitely oh, yeah. on her list to, for for conquest conquest. Yeah. So now we're in the locker room with Sam and Finn, and I think this is when our our text to speech was going on because this is definitely when Sam was like shirtless and wet and yeah like, putting his clothes on. <laughs> And I, I know I made a comment when we were watching. I was like, Sam has a shirt off a lot in the show, doesn't he? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Finn's in there. And Sam's telling Finn that he thinks that Kurt is very talented. And he actually does want to sing with him. Again, I referenced this earlier. It's like, I'm 100% sure. Actually, I'm going to say 99.9% sure, just in case it actually did happen, that <laughs> he did not say to Kurt at any point that he would actually duet with him. It very much came across as yep. Kurt forcing himself into like a duet arrangement with Sam and not even giving him the chance to protest. So I feel like this change of heart happened off camera. It must have, because it was confusing. We literally were like, did we miss something? I know. Like, it was strange. Uh, and of course, Finn is trying to convince Sam to like lay low, don't sing with another man because you'll get teased and you'll leave Glee Club and oh you'll just be awful. But Sam is like, hey, I gave Kurt my word again. Like, did you? Um, <laughs> but then as soon as he leaves the locker room, he is slushied by Karofsky and some of the other football players. 
And then Quinn magically arrives to help him clean up in the bathroom, which I'm presuming this is a gendered bathroom. So one of them is breaking the rules. Inappropriate. Uh, <laughs> um, and I wrote in my notes that Quinn is being feeny during this wipe down session. She really was. It was yeah. too much. But again, you could tell that she has the hots for Sam. And so the behavior coming really doesn't make sense, but okay. Um, anyway. Now we're with <laughs> Kurt again, and he's taking care of Bert, who seems to have recovered. He's back in the house. Um, I thought it was funny that we were watching this in person. You were like, oh, I completely forgot that that happened. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so Kurt is uh, telling Bert about how Sam and Finn don't think that he should duet together. And that he doesn't know whether or not Sam is gay. And so Bert is basically like, well, maybe Finn is right. Uh, and we, we learned that Carol basically ratted out Kurt's behavior with Bert. Um, Cause I guess Bert up to a point thought that Finn's like outburst last season really was unprovoked. But then at some mm-hmm. point Carol came to him and was like, um, actually Kurt was like kind of being a little predatory with my son. Yo, so yo. I, I love that Carol did that. And, um, and that Bert brought it up. <laughs> uh, and, he basically tells Kurt, like, okay, yes, like people should accept you, but at the same time, like straight guys have difficulty handling that sort of thing well. And then Kurt is like, it's really difficult being the only gay person in town, which like I'm sure it is, yes, but like you can't go around just like I just it's a pet peeve of mine hearing all these stories, whether like wherever it is on the internet or whatever, of like gay guys trying to force straight guys out of the closet or like force them to try and be gay or whatever it's like yeah it just kind of goes against i don't know it just it doesn't sit right with me and it do, it goes against what we're asking for or what we were asking for in terms of like being accepted so it really does annoy me when kurt does stuff like this no i was like getting really really annoyed with kurt when we were watching this because he was like kind of gaslighting his dad and 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 finn and and making them conflate this predatory creeping on Sam with like him being, you know, attacked for just trying to exist as a gay man. Like, no, you can separate. Well, not really, but like, they're not coming for you because you're gay. They're coming for you because you're doing something inappropriate. Like even if a straight person was doing that, hopefully they'd call them out too. But Kurt's just acting like he's being attacked because he's gay and, and is not like trying to take ownership for the weird shit that he's doing. So it was really annoying me. Exactly. It's just not a good look. Not at all. But you know what is a good look? We have a harsh cut from this yes. scene to our next performance, which is, um, spoiler alert, a 10 out of 10. Um, 100%. <laughs> this is River Deep Mountain High by Santana and Mercedes. And this performance is iconic. This it is really an iconic is. performance. This is a top five of the season contender. I love it. I was very entertained. It like constantly plays in my head. Even before we decided to do this Glee rewatch, I was that song's been living in my head. It's so good. The the harmonies, the little yeah. dance moves, the dance moves, the like I don't know what you would call <laughs> that. Dance. Like like would you call like gospel running? It seems like something a gospel know. choir would do. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, we were like screaming this whole performance because it's just yes. so 
good. It's just so good. Like, please just go watch it if you haven't seen it, even out of yes. context. It's so good. Uh, and I just think that both of them, Naya Rivera and Amber Riley, are just like some of the best performers on the show in terms of like presence, you know? They really are. Yes. Um, one thing to note though, this would have been almost a perfect like three minutes of viewing pleasure were mm-hmm. not for Will Schuster's very strange, inappropriate laugh when they turned around to shake their asses. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't he, just like, the laugh. It was the fact that he laughed. It was like, <laughs> and like, he, like kind of yeah. like pushed his hair back. With he did. His hand. Like, why did like, he do that? It was really creepy. And he was like looking at their asses. Yeah. Now, I'm not like, should Santana in particular be like doing all that when she's wearing a little cheerleader skirt in front of a grown man? I don't know, but like we blame the man, not the woman. Exactly. Santana <laughs> can do whatever she wants and yeah. Will needs to learn to not be creep. So, yeah. So that was strange. That. But um, yeah. And of course, they were so confident in eating that performance up that at the end, this is the, do you want to say the iconic line that Santana Go says? Go for it. <laughs> Santana, she's she's like, make sure you all vote for us because we's be going to breadsticks. And they both said like to breadsticks and they clapped at the same time. And I wrote that in my notes as like with the shouting emoji because <laughs> I said, that's right. Yeah. I forgot that Santana like speaks like that, especially when it comes to breadsticks. And it yes. just cracks me up. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> it is funny. Okay. Um back to troubling things so <laughs> sam is showering in the locker room and kurt just appears uh oh this is where my board vomit happened in this scene oh really yeah okay. again another shirtless scene in one episode yes uh and so sam is like ah why are you approaching me and kurt says that sam should find somebody else to sing a duet with and he he claims that he is quote setting sam free Oh my God. Like, again, you're not doing him a favor. Exactly. I mean, maybe you are in a sense, but you shouldn't frame it like that. And just like, sorry, I know you have more to say, but the fact that he told Sam, oh, this couldn't wait. Like, no, you just wanted to see this dude butt ass naked in the gym's locker room. Like, Mm -hmm. stop being a creep. I wrote in my notes, Kurt complains about people calling him predatory. And then he goes and gets predatory. (laughs) (laughs) Because he did like when his, when his, uh, I think Finn is the one that used the word predatory. And Kurt was like, I'm not predatory, but you are. Like you approached a naked man or naked boy while he was in the shower. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and obviously like, yes, if like all the football guys are in the locker room, like showering, like that's what you do after a game. But this is like an outsider coming mm-hmm. in and making things. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so next. Rachel and Finn decide that the best way for them to lose this competition is to sing a very bad offensive song. (laughs) That was a short little scene. And then Tina asks Artie to sing with her. And Artie is like, well, I have a partner. And this partnership is developing into a romance. And of course, he's referring to Brittany. Very interesting. And then the next day, Kurt is in the Glee room with the Glee club. And he claims that he's going to sing his duet with the most talented member of the club himself. Uh, very debatable. <laughs> um, but the performance starts very briefly out in the Glee room, but then we cut to the auditorium where Kurt performs uh, a duet from Victor Victor. Actually, I don't know if it's a duet or if it's meant to be sung like this. Uh, Le Jazz Hot from Victor Victoria. 
And he's singing with, as the IMDb synopsis suggests, a suite cut down the middle. Not a suit, a suite. <laughs> but it is a suit. It, it's like cut down the middle and it's half black, half white. The white side has like fringe on the arm and it's supposed to be the more feminine side. And the black side has half a mustache to re represent the more masculine side. And so like, particularly during the first half of the song, he's switching around and singing as like the different halves of his body. And I, okay, I know you're about to tear into this song. I kind of want to defend it because like, I still don't really like Kurt's voice, but as I've said in the past, I think if he is going to sing, his voice is most suited to these sorts of like extravagant, like Broadway sort of numbers, as opposed to just like pop songs. And he, he does have an interesting vocal range, like particularly at the end when he has to start with that really low note and then bring it all the way up to a really high octave. He's really good at that. And it's like, if anyone's going to perform this and perform it in this way, then I think it's Kurt. So it's like, it's like a Kurt number, you know? And so I feel like it would be counterintuitive for me to shit talk it. And I really like the outfit. So that's my two cents on this performance. You're, you're, you're on mute. Oopsie. I said, <laughs> you are a big drag race fan. So of course you like the outfit. All right. Well, no, I'm, that's, I'm, I'm a fan of good art. Okay. And that outfit is good well, art. The the number is about like, it's, it's from the, the musical. It's like a drag, drag performance. Yes, that too. So that's why I was saying that, mister. It is very but campy, yes. I, sure, Kurt's voice fitting, whatever. I just thought it was extra <laughs> over the top, <laughs> a lot like Kurt. I just also think I was really annoyed with him in this episode. So it was hard for me to, to not think about that while he was performing this number. And even the way that he teed it up by, seeing the best first best sick performer in the glee club i was just really over it so anyway moving on i suppose you have a point moving on sam and quinn they're talking about the possibility of a duet this is when they're in a random classroom and he's trying to talk her through like potential choreography of her helping him strum the guitar she's not really helping strum she's like holding the string while he strums um and they almost kiss they might kiss but she stops him and she all of a sudden freaks out and she's like, this was supposed to be the year of me and it was supposed to be about me. And I don't want to see it was like, where did this come from? You were all doughy eyed with him for throughout the whole episode. And now like, as remember, remember, she was also leaning in for the kiss. They were both leaning yep. in. It should have happened. It would have been a cute moment. And then all of a sudden she was like, this is the year of me. And of course she's going to walk back on that when they perform later in the episode. It was a very strange outburst. <laughs> it was like, to me, it was hearkening back to last season where she was being super manipulative to both Finn and Puck, where she's oh, just yeah. like, yes, I'm all for, for female empowerment and all that. But she was just like, messing with them and it just wasn't okay and i feel like she's trying to do the same thing with sam right now where she like will only go oh I just, this is gonna sound wrong she only will like go for it when she feels like it and like when she wants it but like she wanted it before and like you said kind of changed her mind so it's just it's the mixed signals that are confusing me i just love your statement i'm all for female empowerment and all that <laughs> dot 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 <laughs> damn 
It's you can admit she's she's kind of being a little annoying and a, and a little uh, confusing. I've made this. it very clear that I'm not the biggest fan of Quinn at all. I don't like her voice. I don't think her character is really that interesting. Um, and in fact, I made this really problematic comment when we were watching it. Where I was like, you know, I think Quinn needs to be humbled. She needs like a good slice of humble pie. And then I made reference to what happens to her in season three. <laughs> Oh my god. Which if you guys yes, don't you know, did. just listen until we get to that point and then you'll know. Um <laughs> but anyway, let's move on. So Finn confronts Sam about trying to kiss Quinn in the very next scene. I guess he heard this from Quinn. They never make that clear. And he calls yeah. he calls this quote a major glee party foul, which I thought was funny and kind of silly. Yeah. Um and he's talking to Sam about singing with Quinn. And then simultaneously, we see Rachel trying to convince Quinn to sing with Sam again as part of like this plot to try and get Sam to win and feel welcomed or whatever. <laughs> um, and it works. And all of a sudden, like literally less than 30 seconds after that previous scene ends, Quinn agrees with Sam that she'll do the duet with him. So it's like, what even was the point of that conflict? No. It seemed like they were trying to inflate the episode length by like three minutes. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Anyway, we have a scene where Artie's practicing with Brittany, but he leaves in a huff because he's getting frustrated and he says that he still has feelings for Tina. And Brittany's basically like, oh, I'll help you get over Tina. And then we cut to her. Oh, actually, they're practicing in her bedroom. Um, she mm. picks him up from his chair and puts him in her bed and they start making out. And she says, before our duet, we're going to do it. <laughs> and Artie's like, Am I about to lose my virginity? And the insinuation is yes. He lost his virginity to Brittany. So that happened. <laughs> Any comments? No, I feel like this is just lots of little little scenes that are building up. Very true. Uh, okay, so we get this hilarious performance from Rachel and Finn. This is the purposely offensive song that they've chosen to try and lose. Um, it's called With You I'm Born Again by Billy Preston and Sarita. And Finn is dressed as a priest with the collar and everything. And Rachel is a strange little outfit on where it's like lacy on top, but then it's like a short skirt. <laughs> and um, it's hilarious. I think it's so funny that they did this. It's so over the top, including like they do like praying hands and I know. stuff. It's <laughs> a lot. Oh, it's so funny. Um, and then after they're finished, everyone's like, that was really rude. Quinn's like, I want to punch you both right now. And of Finn, course. Uh, Will says that that was very inappropriate and he's very disappointed. Um, And Rachel and Finn are like, oh my gosh, uh, we, we are shocked. We're so shocked. Like we, we were not expecting this. So sorry. And of course, secretly they're like, yes, our stupid little plan worked. Yes. They're great actors. Yeah. And then, that's when Quinn and Sam get up and they they do their duet, which is Lucky by Jason Mraz and Colby Calais. It put me to sleep. Again, Not literally. Again, it's just like the, um, the Elton John song. It's like a fine, but kind of bland Glee Room performance. Yep. So. I will say, I think I even said this last night. I think that that song like, is fitting finally for Diana Agron's voice because it Colby Calais yeah. is, you know, a bit more mellow and with the singing and everything. So I guess it su suited her voice well, but I was still bored. Yeah, I guess so. 
but yes, I too was bored. Um, we will get to this in a moment, but definitely not win worthy. And we'll oh, underline and highlight that. Absolutely not. Definitely not win worthy. <laughs> um, okay, so Artie breaks up with Brittany, and this is because Santana. Um, I think she found out, of course, that Brittany and Artie were duet partners, and she might have even found out. No, she did find out that Brittany had sex with Artie, mm-hmm. and um, Santana approaches Artie, and she's like, "I don't mean to be a bitch." Well, actually, I do. <laughs> and I wrote in my notes, Santana, this is why you are iconic. Yes. I love that. And she basically, she literally pulls a random guy from the hallway and is like, did you sleep with Brittany? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> um, I think he says like he, Brittany slept with him for a reason, like to get something basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this planted the idea in his head that she used him for his voice and doesn't actually like him. And so he tells Brittany that she was not sensitive to the fact that he had never had sex before and that he won't be her partner. And as the synopsis put puts it, he wheels away. And oh <laughs> she does seem legitimately sorry and sad. She keeps saying, like, I'm sorry, Artie. It's kind of sad. I feel bad for Brittany. It was sad. Episode. Yeah. And I also think that part of the motivation, too, wasn't just the duet, but also, like, she felt slighted by Santana and, like, wanted kind of get back at her i guess yeah uh, sad they get they go through a lot over the course of their story they line. do anyway we're not we're not quite there yet but um it's interesting now i think about it i was thinking about this the other day like i think of the first three seasons as being more memorable and like iconic and having just generally better performances but it's like more narrative stuff happens to the characters we love in the later seasons does that make sense like the really juicy like adult stuff and when i say adult i don't mean like sexual but like adult like they're out of high school and so like serious like Mm -hmm. life stuff is happening real world yeah yeah so that's interesting how that happens i can't say that i agree because as y'all know i haven't seen those later seasons but i oh that's true Okay, but then, like, when I make offhand comments about, like, oh, where Santana and Brittany are going, then how do you know what I'm referencing? Because I, how many times, I think I need to do a, a new counter. Zach's finale mentions, Nick's finale, Nick's mentions of his favorite performance in Glee. I know the context <laughs> to that performance, obviously, so I know what's what's happening. Yes. Okay, yes. And true. <laughs> if y'all that forget, it's when Santana sings Mine by Taylor Swift to Brittany in the episode The Breakup. That's your favorite performance ever? It's one of my favorites. Don't oh, judge. Okay. I, th- I no, thought I you were saying no... like, full stop. Like that is well, my It's favorite. one of the ones that I listen to probably most regularly. And that I really, 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 really like. So interesting. Yes, okay. it's up there. That's valid. Um, okay, so now we're at the <laughs> now we're at the competition. <laughs> not, I'm not saying it wasn't. <laughs> okay, like. That is a good performance because of, of for story reasons. I am not a personal fan of the song, but I know you're a Swifty, so like, yes. Um, He's a hater. Anyway. I'm not really a Swifty, so let's not start that conversation. Anyway, were you not thinking about trying to get tickets to her Eros tour? Because I like her old stuff. I have not even listened to a single song off of Midnight's. We're not doing this right here. This is a <laughs> podcast, okay? <laughs> okay. Um, anyway. We're having the vote for the duet competition and everyone voted for themselves, but 
the winners won by two votes. They didn't really explain that. Um, the, and the, the winners, math was not mathing. <laughs> the math was not mathing. And the winners are Sam and Quinn. I cannot tell you surprise, surprise. how much I disagree with this. I wrote in all caps in my notes, in what world would Sam and Quinn win over Santana and Mercedes? In what know. world? It blows my mind. It makes it's no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. Watch River Deep Mountain High and then watch the Lucky performance. If you pick Lucky, you need to be committed because that makes no <laughs> sense. It's like comparing apples to oranges. Seriously, like the one was super high energy. Everything was on point. The choreography, the harmonies, the fierceness. And the other one was a snooze fest. Yes. And of course, Santana is very upset about this because she will not be going to breadsticks. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, we're wrapping up the episode. Rachel takes Kurt aside and she's like, hey, we're going to win nationals because of you. And you're not alone. And I just, I want to sing a duet with you to show you that um, you're not alone and, and we love you. Even though this is for the competition, I want to sing a duet with you. We were like, okay, <laughs> like this seemed like an excuse to just end the episode with a number. Yeah. Um, we do see Sam and Quinn at dinner at break at breadsticks for the free meal. Um, and Sam is like, Oh, Quinn, you're so brave for coming back to school. And he admits his own secret of his, which is definitely nothing on the level of a pregnancy. I know. And he says that he has been dyeing his hair with lemon juice. Um, and then apparently Quinn is enjoying herself because she says, get out your wallet. And Sam's like, why? And she says, because a gentleman pays on the first date. Oh my God. Oh, I think she just wanted to keep that breadsticks voucher for her. Exactly. Side. She grabbed that voucher <laughs> and slid that back to her side of the table real quick. <laughs> oh, that was funny. But anyway, the duet that Rachel was referencing to Kurt, this is wrapping up the episode. It is. Barbara Streisand and Judy Garland mashup of Happy Days Are Here Again and Get Happy. And I thought that this was the case. The subtitles on Disney Plus were misleading because the subtitles only said it was Happy Days Are Here Again. And then um, I heard Get Happy pushed in there and I was like, is this a mashup? Yeah. And, and it is a mashup. Too. Um, I, I think that like it could have been fine, but also hot take. It's not really a mashup. They're just kind of singing the songs over each other. And I don't yeah. think it really works that well. I kind of, I, there are like a few, there are a few songs like this. It's kind of like the baby it's cold outside vacation, you know, where it's like <laughs> singing over each other. Mm -hmm. um, except this isn't a rape song. And oh. um, I'm not a fan of that style. It kind of gives me a headache. Yeah, it was weird. And I don't really like their voices together. So like, yeah. it was a sweet gesture, I guess, but also kind of came out of nowhere. Like, I don't know. was Rachel that involved in the Kurt drama this episode? Not from what I saw in any episode, but it was okay. I agree. It was fine. And with that, the episode ended. So let's get into our superlatives. Let's start let's with MVP. Who's My MVP? MVP was Miss Santana. I, with the caveat, well, no. Sure, it was sad that she, like, told Brittany, no, we're not going to do a duet, but she had a goal in mind, and she, it was breadsticks. 
And in my opinion, she executed flawlessly and was deserving of her Mercedes were deserving that breadsticks gift card. But the idiots in the Glee Club did not agree. But yes, that performance, hands down, incredible. No notes. Her one-liner is the way she talks about how she wants to go to breadsticks. Like I just <laughs> love that. She was just a lot of like a good comedic relief this episode because otherwise it was kind of meh to me and i i appreciated that 100 agree that the mvp is santiano lopez and i agree with everything you said so that's that and i think we have the same lvp too we sure do who is Kurt it hummel yep <laughs> <laughs> i don't think we need to give any more explanation if you've been listening he yes, was just said plenty. very uh, on his shit, as you would say, this episode. Yes. So, boo. Um, I want to touch on worst performance first because I am realizing that I completely forgot to even mention say, this performance, which yeah. I think is telling. It was kind of a non-performance. So I completely forgot to touch on Mike and Tina performing Sing from A Chorus Line. That was their duet. And if you don't know the song, it's like the person who's who's quote-unquote singing mike's part is someone who like can't sing doesn't want to sing but tina's like filling in like she's ending his sentences uh Mm -hmm. with her voice and i guess in a sense it's supposed to be grading but that doesn't mean that i should give it the benefit of the doubt like it's awful so I think that is my worst performance because like Mike cannot sing. And also I don't think he can dance. So when he's dancing and while he's singing awfully and he's doing these, the jerky movements that he loves doing, I was not having a good time. And then also like Tina, I don't know if this is part of the original song, but Tina seemed like she was off key at some points. Yeah. It was just deeply unpleasant. And so that's why it's my worst performance. And that's why I forgot to bring it up when I was doing the synopsis. <laughs> what was your it's worst? It's funny because oh. all of Tina's additions, like, I don't know. I feel like that song has been repeating in my head ever since that performance. Not that it was, oh, not I'm that so it was sorry. a good or a bad thing, but I was just like, it's just, it just got stuck in my head. But I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny and kind of stupid. So, and not as extra as Kurt's. And again, because Kurt, I could not put aside Kurt's behavior this episode. And I thought that he was being super dramatic as always with his number and his behavior. And I asked you multiple times, we could fast forward through his performance. So for that reason, it was my worst. The jazz hot. Yes. I literally wrote my notes, whatever the hell Kurt's saying. I thought it was far from fast forward worthy. Like, no. We're fine. It's fine if we disagree. Yes, yes, it is. Okay, but But you're wrong. You know what we will agree on is, I'm sure, best performance. There's no question. 100%. It's River D Mountain High. Mountain High. Like, again, if you pick anything else, like, I think I would have to reconsider my friendship with you. It just makes absolutely no sense to go along with Glee Club. No, it makes absolutely (laughs) no sense. I just don't see how a sane person could watch this episode. And, like, there's, there's not even like a strong runner up. I don't think it's like, it's that or nothing. I don't yeah. like, there's no room for discussion. Um, and then lastly, before we get to trivia, I'm not going to forget about it this episode. Thank God, Let's talk about our Will Schuster cringe hour. And I really think there's only one can contender in my eyes, which is that laugh that he gave yes. during river deep mountain high. 
Yeah. Yet again, he wasn't really in this episode, which is great. So yeah, yeah it me. was that that moment just really disgusting. I agree. All right, let's get to some trivia. All right, so. Amber and I have all said their favorite number they've done together is River T, Mountain High. Of surprise, course. Surprise. This is interesting as a, a an Office fan, a fan of the show The Office. So in The Office, there's an episode called Viewing Party where they're gathered at one of their houses and they're watching an episode of Glee together. And that episode that they're watching is this episode of Glee. Duet, really? Which aired a month before the Viewing Party episode of The Office aired. And then another funny, I guess, parallel is, I think in season four of The Office, so a season earlier, Kevin McHale was a, a quote-unquote guest star. He was the pizza boy in an episode called Launch Party. And when they're in the viewing party episode watching this episode of Glee, Michael Scott, the boss of The Office, <laughs> excuse my language, this is what he said. He points oh, no. at the screen and says that the invalid is his favorite Glee oh, character. Oh my god! Which is already played by Kevin McHale. So, um, I thought that was funny. Oh my goodness! Now, you, Mister Women and Gender Studies minor and oh, film right. and media uh, connoisseur, might find this piece interesting. <laughs> but the use of the term "scissoring," a reference to oh, a sexual position god. utilized by lesbian couples marked a first in American network television, as well as the first time such a term had been used in a series with the wide family viewership. Wow, Slay! And they Santana did that. Yes. Work. I love that. <laughs> I was going to make a dumb joke of, uh, I guess this was not owned by Disney back then, but you know that Debbie Ryan quote where she's like, I went up to the office of the president of Disney, sat down and said, I'm going to make history. I was gonna say <laughs> yes. that was that was Naya, but it was not Disney <laughs> back then, so it wouldn't work. <laughs> That's true. And then Chris Colfer said that "Happy Days Are Here Again," "Get Happy," the mashup was the hardest song he had to ever had to lip sync because they kept messing up the words during filming because sentences were repeated only with different endings. I mean, that makes sense. I suppose it was hard for me to listen to, so oh. <laughs> I'm sure it was hard for them to listen to and try to lip sync to. Yeah. And that's really about it. Oh, there is, a, I guess, a continuity error, which I'm surprised that you didn't pick up on. I didn't either, but you're, of course, the, the see-all, know-all type of guy. Artie tells Brittany that she never spoke to him like before in this episode, but they've spoken in Preggers, Vitamin D, Sectionals, Power Madonna, Bad Reputation, Theatricality, and Journey. Ooh, call him out. So I did. I feel lot. like I heard that and I thought it was weird, but I didn't write it down for whatever reason. Yeah. Weird. Anyway, that's all I care to report on in terms of trivia and mistakes. Well, okay. Next up on the docket is the Rocky Horror Glee show. I hope we also watch this one together. I honestly, I, we should make a more concerted effort to watch the episodes together. Cause one, I have a better time and two, like, the really good episodes, I feel like it's more, it's also just more fun to watch them together because you get like the reaction part of it. Uh, oh, so no. what I just remember to remember that's gonna be coming next week and I'm already hating it. A Rocky Horror number, 
Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yes. Oh my god. I know what you're mm-hmm. talking about. Touch a touch me. Yeah. Yep. Um, also, we have to decide what we're gonna do when we talk about Mercedes number because that's a very inappropriate word to use these days. Um it is, but it's also the name of the song. We'll you think can just say it, it once. <laughs> we'll think about it. But anyway, tune in next week. We're talking about the Rocky Horror Glee show which I remember as being a really good entertaining episode uh, as are the next few, like, like we've been discussing, we're in for a good, like wham, bam, bam in terms of episodes um, culminating in the substitute in a couple of weeks, which by the way, we're going to try and get a guest star for that episode of our own to mimic Gwyneth Paltrow appearing as a guest star. Um, So stay tuned for who that person will be should be a good time but anyway for now have a good evening day morning whenever you're listening to this and tune in again next week see ya bye Thank you.